All right, so we have the, uh, this is the after show, or what do they call it, the extra content. We're sitting here, we're just talking about the challenges that were raised against Mordechai Sanhalgis. And I guess the major part of what we've been talking about was what is the idea of Mr. Snefish. So I'm here with one of our, our friends here in the Shia Shia. And Shia's raised the point that I'm, we're, sort of, we're sort of turning Mr. Snefish into something mechanical. I think that was your question. Your, your understanding of Mr. Snefish is something isn't so thought out point by point. It's got to be it's 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 so much part of the human soul of of, of like sort of springing towards God. It doesn't have all these chesbonas. I think that's what you're saying. Right? That that is correct, and I'm very forward looking to next year where you explain how that, <laughs> how that the answer to that. <laughs> okay. I'm assuming that we we just <laughs> well, I don't know if we're going to give an answer you're going to be happy with, but uh, look. You know, and I said to Shai a couple months ago before I put put on the recorder, I'm going to get to Mark's point too, is that you know clearly if you take the Baba Victor's kind Sedek's approach, that it wasn't so clear, you know, what was happening here. Uh, you know, is it is it mysterious when you're not mechuyev to be my? I guess that's my point. When you're not mechuyev to be my nefesh, when like Hanani Mishal Vazaria really would have still been Jewish heroes had they bowed down. Had they been caught and bowed down, nobody would have besmirched them and they wouldn't have gone down in our history as wimps and weaklings. They became ultra heroes because they were Maison Nefesh. Daniel, we still love him. We have a whole safer named after him, and yet he was not Maison Nefesh in this case, right? Um, so I think when you're in that area, it's one thing if, 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 the, if, if a Nimrod, or like, like was mentioned before, comes to you and says, is it God or is it Maya Vedazara? We're ready. We don't give it any thought. I think this is an area that that's somewhat grayer, and and we find even historically, uh, Shia, that you know there were different approaches. There was the Spanish approach um, that they didn't all, you know, the Bible tells to speak about it. That in Spain they didn't necessarily, uh, uh, you know, go out publicly and give themselves over to die. Uh, there was hiding. There was pretending. Um, you know, whether that gets another question about the whole Moranos about people, but but there were there's something there's something in between being a Morano and not being the public martyr. And I, I guess the question is, when Messiras Nefesh is in that gray area, and when there's other people who aren't being Messiras Nefesh, and you are, maybe Messiras Nefesh has to have a cheshbon beforehand. In other words, I don't think Avram Avinu had a cheshpan. The person who had a cheshpan there, as the Gemara says, was was Haran. Haran had the cheshpan. You had enough rabbi, just want to make sure. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We can put that out. There's going to be a lot of vultures today, yes. I know that. Yes. The vultures going to be out there today. Mark, before you put it out, though. Yes. Um, so, does that answer your question again? I, I, I'm not saying this stems with what you've learned in, in Chabad Zidus about what Messias Nefesh is, but I think you've got to admit that this is somewhat different. Once we, once we say there was other Rabbanim, Gedalim, whatever, with a different Shita, so it, it, becomes, it becomes a little more nuanced. So I think... I like, think like, Haran, like I said before, Haran was a person that Nimrod said, okay, are you on the fence? And Haran said, well, I'll wait to see if Avram Avinu lives or not, right? And once Avram Avinu lives, Haran says, okay, throw me in too. And of course, Haran dies. That's the, that's the Chazal by the Kipshanaish. There, the Messias Nefesh was clearly 
There was only one one thing or the other. I think here, once we talk about Avadira, where it isn't a pure Avadira, where the choice isn't so stark, where you know political considerations show up, a Sholem shows up, I think it's like that. I think it, it's, I, I think the aspect of Mr. Snefish needs to be understood, but I don't know if it's so spontaneous. Again, I didn't see the mime you're talking about. So I think that's a good answer. So I, so I think, um, um, I forget who mentioned it to you, but it's not one of the big three. Right. right. So, are you, can, and I think that goes to your question. Like, are, are we able? Are you allowed to be my snefesh if it's not one of the big? Three? That's right. And I think what what Purim is showing us, and this is why Kibul Mashi Kibul Kfar is, you know, Kibul. They, they, this is really when we were makabel the Torah is Purim, is because you had Mordechai who was the quintessential serious nefesh for Torah, right? Um, and that I think was okay. I think that's what this boils down to which is why we are allowed to in the days of Russia the Friedrich Rebbe was Mishra Nefesh and he put other people in Nefesh to build mikvahs or schools even though you're not you're not, you're not in other words even though those mitzvahs that he did Ahamavadi did something similar with the sukkah in Egypt where they had in other words acts of individual Mishra Nefesh sometimes are important even though halacha doesn't necessarily say right. you must not, do it not, right and, but the only way to do that is if you're your atzam, right, is is you know if you become completely. So I think what you're saying is in, in, a Hasidish, in the language of Chassidus is that the atzmi of your is so strong, the yichida, which is the greatest part of your neshama, is so strong that it doesn't necessarily have to play a role with the specific siyogim and gedarim of when. Yes, look. Right. We we need to give everything to God, and if I do that, you'll see that we can create a revolution. It's on chashbonus. All right. Look, that's definitely that was Mordechai. Yeah, and that's the, the nasa. That's the, right. But you can see that if that would have been Mordechai's defense, you could see that there might have been some people, and I'm not going to say they were misnagdim, but people could have said, "Look, uh, we know where you're coming from, but that's good for you. But are you sure that's? Are you sure that that saved us? Are you sure?" Um, Again, the proof is, well, look how much better we are now than we were. Are we better? Are we doing more truth and more? Is there still, is there sinas chinamir? Can you could see in my imagine, my imaginary situation, you could see that happening. You could see in the Bayou Shady, there might have been people who, who still felt that, uh, again, that was really my whole point. Um, and, and, and we had some more uh, criticism, not criticism, but, but Mark, your, your point was you felt that, that there was another more basic China, right, right. China number one would would be his treatment of Esther, and the position that he sort of got her into there, and, and whatnot. Is the number all the other Tainas, you know, of course, but but you that think one the number, is, You think if they were investigating him, especially uh, if we're going to be anachronistic about it, we right, could right. say that that Mordecai, right, that would be the, the Mordecai first charge or whatever. Mistreatment. You know, yeah, maybe, but you know, of a shot reading of the uh, Megillah, why? You disagree with Mark? Well, I mean, but the, the it's based upon all these things that you've mentioned, like oh, well, they were actually married, oh, okay. Esther and, and uh, Mordechai. So if he was just if he was just her her nice uncle or cousin right, right. who had adopted her, you think that his treatment of Mark still, he still put her into? I mean, again, wouldn't he? You know. If you read the Megillah just flat sure. out, right? And right. say that they weren't married. So right, they still... so, so, they, so they, they, they weren't married, and, and you know somehow they came along for... There's no part in the story where he where he hid her, you know, like we... I know we have, you know, people... But it's not literally in the Megillah, right? You know, right. why don't we hear that he tried to prevent this? Why didn't he... You know, and somehow she gets swept up in the, the dragnet of... He could of have done the, more. 
You're saying he should have done more to hide her, to protect her, to send her away to some place where she never would or, have been or, found. Yeah, it just seems like she got, she got, you know, he wasn't a very good protector at the time. Uh-huh. And I mean, there were a lot of other girls that were in the same boat, right? Right, right. So again, you know, it's. Uh, it just seems like to me, if, if we were to say that you know Mordecai mishandled something, that would, you would be have said that he that, to me that's that 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 number one, right? Did you put her in danger and and and. Uh, he actually, Megillah says. Or maybe not. Maybe Megillah maybe says he gave her commands of what to do, and that he was in the Shar Hamelah. There's a beautiful shot I didn't get a chance to say it today, from um, I think it's also from Victor Kayan said. Uh, I have to take a look. I think he says that one of the reasons Mordechai was in the Shar because he was hoping he could maybe escape. In other words, he was hoping that there might be with enough political turmoil going on that he might be able to kidnap Esther out. Remember, she's, you know, um, and maybe people won't even notice what's going on. So maybe, because you wonder, what's he doing there? What's he doing in, in the Shar HaMelech, right? According to the, you know, again, uh, if he has an official role there or not, then Ezra says he was given an official role, he couldn't leave, he had to stay there. But there are, again, it's possible that once the situation occurred, he was trying, he was constantly around, right? He was, he was worried about Shalom Esther. So right. I, I think, we have to say he just didn't just let her go, right? Right, right. No, he no, was, no. We do. We have evidence that he was right. He was caring, right, right, that he, he was, was concerned about right. her. He was trying to find out what was going on. So I think he, you know, he, he, he might have fumbled a little bit in the beginning, but he, he didn't just give up on her. Right. Uh, I think he just give up on her. How about okay. you? Uh, right. So they, now we're reaching over towards the next week to his defense, right? Right. 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 <laughs> but. Um, so, uh, so what do you think, Leon? You think the uh, um, where would you come down to? So, we, uh, about I mean, are, are you comfortable with Mordecai being the ultimate hero <coughs> of Megillus Esther? The the ultimate hero? Yeah, I'm saying but that's Hashem. Okay, <laughs> sorry. So Mordecai is just an agent, just like anyone else. But do, do you consider him a flawed hero? Well, before this year, before you know, we're, we're coming with the time against Mordecai. I mean, you know, the, every kid when he wants to grow, he wants to have his costume when he's a little boy. I want to be Mordecai, right? Sure. The other kids wants to be Hamlet, but most kids want to. They want, I'm Mordecai. I'm, I'm the good guy. Um, as an, you know, reading the Miguel Kipshut, I'm saying, do you have? Uh, do, you, do you do do you relate? I, you know, um, I sometimes feel that um, you know, to, to right. Mark's point. Mordecai sort of gets his lunch handed to him in a way, right? He comes into Esther, and he doesn't really come. They're actually having this conversation through through agencies. But what Mordecai wants, Esther is dismissing, right? Mordecai says, you go in now. This is why you're here. Who do you think you are? You've got to go right now. And she says, hold on. I've got a plan, and I think maybe my way is better. So in some ways, although Mordecai is the one who writes the Megillah, but Esther, I think, is you know her power is is incredible. I think the story of a, a female empowerment for Esther. Well, she was there. Uh, she was inside. So it goes Esther. Right, but she actually tells Mordecai, no. He says, look, cool. cool. Everybody knows that I can't go in and sumo alive. She she actually has um, ideas here where she seems she starts off as a little orphan waif. And but then you know it's it's her. The story is there's a character arc. You know, we we usually talk about 
books and movies or anything or plays, when we want to when we want to connect them, what's the arc of growth of the character? It, who grows from point A to point B in this story? The only one that I can see is Esther. Again, Haman, Haman sort of has an afila, and Haman actually, and I guess he realizes something at the end, but Achashverosh know, uh, uh, seems to be the exact. doesn't seem to be any different from the beginning and the end, right? Um, you know, he, he agrees to something terrible. You know, Esther seems to be the one who starts off as this little orphan girl, Aymenes Adasa, and, you know, she's... And, and, and if, 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 we, if there's a point of view in the Megillah, it's hers. She's the point of view. She's the character that grows. So I think in, in that way, she's Esther seems to actually, you know, in a way, uh, overshadow Mordechai as the as the main star that you're in the Megillah. So the, you know, I think there is a humbling in terms of Mordechai has to accept her. Again, Mordechai is the one who has to do the man work. He's the one who Yavar Mordechai the course says he's the one who has to say we're not going to eat. Which one of, that should, that could have been the fourth title by the way today is is in other words people could have said look let's do chulo we're not going to eat matzah you know we know Chazal say that they they, they did. where did that come from we're doing chuba and you know what we're we're going to fast to the point that we're not even going to eat matzah. So mitzvah, maybe we should do more mitzvahs, right? Okay, we'll fast the day before, just eat matzah, nothing else. The idea that it's a complete, which is we know Chazal tell us that the that the fasting that occurred before Esther goes in to ask for the, the life of Klal Yisrael, they actually did not have a seder. That, that, no. And that, maybe we'll talk about that next week as well. All right. So that's the after show. So hopefully <laughs> you guys can, you know, we'll, we'll see next week as we get to Mordechai's defense. So we'll see you again. We'll see you next week. Thanks everybody for being part of the, for part of our podcast uh, extras today.